Hi, everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA and one does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist, and I also love YA. Liar. Well, it's April (laughs) Fool. April Fool! (laughs) I wish. (laughs) I do not. But I wish. I don't know. I'm like, how long have we been doing this? Like a year? She still doesn't love YA. I know. She's found just a couple. I mean, that's true. You have found a few. A few. Well, I started reading the A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass. (laughs) And I have to say I love it. (laughs) I am unsurprised. I'm already about halfway through book two. So... And I ordered all the next books because <laughs> there's a wait list on all the library copies and I need them. So now, okay, question. Because I have not, oh God, I haven't delved into that one yet. Have you read the Throne of Glass series? No. Okay. All right. But now I finally see what the big deal is about Akatar. Like, Akatar is everywhere. And for a while everywhere. I was like, what the heck is Akatar? What is that? I'm a little afraid to jump in because I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to like it. And yeah, we all know I'm a fan of like fae books. So, and this is definitely about the fairy courts. So when you finish that, you, you need to read Throne of Glass. Not, not that book. I mean, you do have to read that book, but I've already looked at that series as well. So I probably will. Here's the thing about that series. You have to make it through the first two books and then it gets good. Well, which is really not fair. (laughs) I guess we'll see. I am struggling. <laughs> Everyone's like, it gets really good. I'm like, can I just skip this book? But these books are huge. Yeah. The second book is like this big. For, for those at home, she made a large shape with her fingers. That's true. <laughs> she said this big. <laughs> That's true. It's at least three inches. Yeah. I'll be passing on that one then. I can't believe but it. But it's good. I'm sure it is good. I don't have time for that. <laughs> just, I don't have time for that missing out on so much i know i'm r- missing out on tons of adult books i could be reading i mean i can't Ew, say Sarah. anything <laughs> <laughs> i i started i guess technically it's i'm it's cataloged as an adult book but it's a fantasy it's an epic fantasy because i made the horrible yet glorious mistake of starting the way of kings by brandon sanderson oh <laughs> That's another like five inch thick book. Yeah. But speaking of cataloging, these are cataloged as adult here in Gwinnett, but they are very much YA, I think. With the newest one, it technically it was published as an adult book, which is when okay. the publishing industry went through and like recataloged yeah. all of them. But what I mean by YA is it's very popular with YA readers. Yes. And the same thing, I, I feel like, with The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson, which is, by the way, 43 hours long. <laughs> one book? Yeah, it's book one in a 10-book series. That's like Gabaldon level. Yeah, yeah. Like or a, longer. a career choice. Is, is it finished? No, it's not. <laughs> am I a little worried that he's going to die before they're done? Yes, yes, I oh, am. Oh, God. Don't go there. <laughs> I have been burned before. I Actually, know, but I hate it. It was Brandon Sanderson who who stepped in and finished the Wheel of Time books. Well, there you go. 
Maybe somebody will step in and finish it. If Here's the thing. He's the very... Worst happens. He is extremely prolific. So if I do enjoy this book and want to read more of them, I'm I'm pretty sure he's he's got me. That man writes like a thousand page book a, a year. What about you, Sarah? What are you reading? Well, I just finished an adult book called Winterset Hollow, which has been described as... Watership Down meets the most dangerous game. If you're familiar with either one of is those titles. Is this about bunnies hunting each other? <laughs> well, there is a rabbit who hunts people. Oh, so some like Monty Python thrown in there. It's not funny. Oh. Well, I mean. It's about uh, the protagonist has this childhood book that he loved about this group of animals that live together and he goes to the island where the author lived and had a mansion to take a tour, he and some friends, and uh, they end up kind of stranded on this island, and then they begin to find themselves hunted by the animals from the book. So it is definitely not a YA book because of there's a lot of violence. But if you're into violence... <laughs> Are you and giant are you, animals hunting you? Are you trying to ruin like, happy childhood memories. Like Beatrix Potter comes to life. And I didn't write this book. Mrs. Tiggle Wiggle. It's Tiggly Winks or something. I don't know what it is. What is it? I don't want to be hunted by Jeremiah Puddle Duck. Thank no, you very much. You do not. You definitely do not. <laughs> okay, I have questions though. Yeah. So, all right. In this book. Are the animals like giant sized bunnies or like, so, okay. Because you, you know that question, would you rather fight a hundred like duck sized horses or a one horse sized duck? So like what, which one is it in this case? There are um, several larger than normal size animals. Okay. Do you find out why? I'm so curious. I'm never going to read this book, but I want to hear all about it. <laughs> you know, it's a weird premise, so I'm I'm there. But yeah, do you find out why? Why the animals exist and why they're killing people and why they have bloodlust and what happened to the author and like, what, what, tell me. I, uh, no, yes, yes, and yes. No, you, <laughs> <laughs> you do find out what happened to the author. You do find out why the animals have bloodlust justifiable uh, in my opinion um you kind of find out why they exist but it's it, that's only vaguely explained that's like doesn't seem to be important to the plot really okay okay when we are done with this i want you to explain this story <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> what are you reading in addition to my my way of kings listening <laughs> which is going to take forever um book club my book club has decided to read lobazona by romina garber and um werewolves right it is kind of it's werewolves but also not just werewolves and it's also about undocumented immigrants and um about a girl who is both of those things and kind of her adventure and so we, I've just started it, but it's really good. I've come across that one before and considered it, so you'll have to let me know if you like it. Okay. 
I have read it. It's good. Okay. Yeah, well, this I, is our... I only care if Patty likes it. Well, clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I'll just see my way out. She's not going to read A Court of Thorns and Roses, but she'll, <laughs> she'll read the werewolf book. I'm just messing with you. Well, this time around, it was Sarah's turn to pick, so we're going to let Sarah take it away. I know you guys want me to take this book far, far away. <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit more later. But uh, Sorry, that was just, yes. I, uh, I chose the title When We Were Magic by Sarah Gailey. And let's read the jacket description. It says, Alexis has always been able to rely on two things, her best friends and the magic powers they sh- all share. Their secret is what brought them together, and their love for one another is unshakable, even when that love is complicated. Complicated by problems like jealousy, insecurity, or lust, or love. That unshakable, complicated love is one of the only things that doesn't change on prom night. When accidental magic goes sideways and a boy winds up dead, Alexis and her friends come together to try to right a terrible wrong. Their first attempt fails, and their second attempt fails even harder. Left with the remains of their failed spells and more consequences than anyone could have predicted, each of them must find a way to live with their part of the story. During the editing process, we realized we used the wrong pronouns for the author Sarah Gailey. We'd like to apologize and state that the correct pronouns are they, them. Also, I'd like to go ahead and give you a heads up that as we get into talking about this book, there are some definite spoilers. We can do a cover talk. Cover talk. I do think Sarah is going to like about this cover that um, the characters seem to match up with what's on the cover. There are... (laughs) Six friends on the cover, and you can pretty much tell who is who based on uh, the descriptions after you've read the book. So I think Sarah likes it when they match up. There's I, no I um, there's no girl with a skateboard. <laughs> An unexplained <laughs> so. skateboard. <laughs> it's almost like the cover artist has like read the book. But I really love the co- uh, color of this one. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a vibrant it's orange. and super vibrant. And... Uh, Got a card, kind of cartoonish look to the illustration, and black like, and white. Yeah, everything striking else is on the cover. Pretty much black and white. Would you pick it up based on the cover? I might have. I was intrigued by the cover, but I probably wouldn't. After reading it, <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> I probably would not have. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) well, let's start with one of the first problems I know you all have with this book. I was charged with picking a book that was supposed to be humor. Funny. Yeah. Yeah. Because of April Fool's. (laughs) And and was it? And I will tell you this. When I have to choose a book, when it's my turn to choose a book, I check out a couple of different books that I'm interested in from their description. And then I read a few chapters of each and try to pick one based on that. Because we don't have a lot of time, and I don't, yeah, yeah I don't have time to read fair. a whole book and then tell you, yeah, you should read this one. So, based on the first couple chapters of this, <laughs> which I think started off with dark humor, certainly, yes, but ish. to me, started in a humorous way, I do feel like that Definitely humor, started in an explosive way. Yes. I feel like that humor- <laughs> Just a little bit. Was abandoned somewhere along the way. 
Yeah. And there were, although it did still have like an irreverent feel to the way that the, um, there's a serious uh, crime here, committed crime. I don't know if that's the right word because it was accidental, but. Still a crime. Yeah. Alexis, <laughs> who's the main protagonist in this book, accidentally kills a boy that she's trying to sleep with on prom night with her magic. And so it starts off, that's the very first scene. So yeah, hopefully that's, that's not, not a really spoiler. That is not a spoiler at all. And then the rest of the book is them, she and her friends, trying to figure out how fix they can it. fix it. And yeah, with various results and all that. So it starts off kind of humorous in the way that he dies and the way she describes them trying to get together just to discuss it. And But then, yeah. Yeah, and I will say... I think I started reading it before the either of you. And I remember messaging Sarah and being like, are you sure this is the book you meant to pick? Because it's not <laughs> funny. So yeah, April Fool, everybody. I was like, yeah, that's It's that's not a humor book. Wow, 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 got you. <laughs> biggest April Fool of all. <laughs> I will say, okay, my feelings about this book are really complicated because I went into this book kind of expecting humor because that is what you were tasked with picking up. So I was, I was expecting humor and I did not get that at all. And so that slightly colored my first impressions as I was reading it. But once I kind of got past that, I was like, okay, I'm going to read this as just a, I'm just going to appreciate it. It's not a humor book. It's, it's a magic book and we're just going to read it. And I think this book is is really good. It's just not good for me. Um, I think like I think it's an interesting story, and I liked the characters, and I thought their relationships were really good. But at its heart, the overwhelming problem of what to do with dead Josh really bothered me. Like it really got to me after a while. I think, and it just I um. I don't know what it is about it that just that, that bugged me. Because I, I want to say that this is, it's a good book. I wish I liked it more or I wish, this is one I might try again later. I might like it more. I don't know. It was, yeah. it, it didn't do it for me either. Sorry, Sarah. No, it's, I, I don't <laughs> But take it's it personally. one that I like really ramped up the speed on it because I was like, I need to get this one over with. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just made me like sad and uncomfortable. Yes. Like, the whole time I was yes. just like, oh, they need to fix this. Cause like, and then I had an overwhelming sense that it, they weren't, but I'm not going to get into what happens because I don't want to spoil the end of the book. But that was just my feeling the whole time I was reading. Yeah. It. I kept like, I had, yes, I would say sad and vaguely uncomfortable which to her credit to the to sarah gailey's credit she made me sad and uncomfortable like i felt things the whole time right. i was reading this right. book they're just not particularly enjoyable feelings <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get into what i liked and didn't like about it as well but this is perfect because i read an interview with her and the question they asked her as part of this interview was, could you tell us what makes you the proudest about your new novel, which is this book in the, in the, at the time of this interview? And she said, the thing that makes me most proud of this novel is how joyful it is. What? Yes. <laughs> I wrote it down because I was also like, what? 
Or like is now I haven't read Magic for Liars, which is the one that came before this. Maybe that one's even more bleak. And so this one's joyful. Is by that the about joy this? of being friends? I don't. Know. I mean, yeah, like a friend group. But other than that, I'm like, yikes. I will say yes. Um, I really liked the friendships, and I liked the way the friendships were complicated. And yes. each person's friendship with everyone else was different. Like all, cause you're juggling six characters. That's a lot. Yeah. And the, she gave each one of them a voice, a distinct voice. Yeah. I think she did a pretty good job of um, creating some fairly well-rounded characters. Even though, like you said, there were yeah. a lot of them to get through. There's a lot of them. And the book is not that long. And it, both, page wise and also just time wise like it does not take place over a long amount of time and i to be able to do that i is really good i think i said i wish <laughs> i'm i definitely am going to have to try to read this one again some other time going in knowing kind of what to expect like since i'm not expecting humor and i i know what happens i think i might enjoy this one as a reread a little bit more cuz I was anxious the whole time and like, like I said, vaguely worried. And it would be different if Josh, if the guy that dies in the first chapter was like a jerk or a bad person, yeah. but he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. And, you right. don't even get one reason to and dislike him. Like I think everything that he does seems above board and yeah, like he seems like a decent human scene, being. Like wanting to make sure she was comfortable. Right. And like, but that's, I think, part of what made me so uncomfortable was, like, I was sad for Josh, right? And his parents, and, like, I just, yeah. like, yeah, not the person you would want that to happen to. No, yeah. I mean, not that you should, yeah. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying. Yes. But there are some characters, yes, in other books where you feel like, well, they deserved it. Like, you can hang yes. your hat on something about that person that you're like, well, yeah, but he was a, you know... He kicked puppies or something. So if he dies in a brutal way, you know, <laughs> karma. But yes. that wasn't happening here. And I just kept waiting, I think, for the whole thing. Like, through the whole book, I was waiting for it, for Josh to come back, for them to fix Josh. And also for the other shoe to drop. Like, they, they did a, accidental or not, they did a really bad thing. And like they sort, it sort of does, like without giving away a lot of, like you said, without giving away too much of the plot, they do, there are ramifications to what they did. They just weren't quite the ramifications I wanted for them or was mm -hmm. waiting for Yeah, them. I definitely think there should have been other ramifications <laughs> <laughs> yeah it felt very it, so it's just interesting like to me because like without giving away too much about the ending of the book I felt the feeling at the end of the book was very um yeah it was joyful when I didn't feel like they earned it if that makes sense I feel like it was a happy and joyful and hey, everything's great. <laughs> Unless you talk to Josh. Unless you're Josh. <laughs> or Josh's parents. Or Josh's parents. Or, or his Josh's friends. friends. And the people that loved him. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. Josh doesn't come back. So yeah, I was like, mm, okay. I, mm. Yeah, I, 
what I disliked about it was definitely the way the ending was handled. Um, I also feel like there's some, the ending leaves some questions. For example, just because they find his body doesn't mean that, you know, they don't have a cause of death. They like, why is he in the woods? Why is he? And I was really worried about like, the coyote. Is, I yeah. was too. Is he dead like, for, has he been dead for just two days? Like, does he look freshly dead? Like, yeah. what are all, you know, and does that and, like, mean they're not happened? in trouble? Because like, she's still the last one that talked to him. They're still the people that just happened to find him in the wood. Like, you know, there's still there's a legally lot. some things. That yeah. need to be taken care of. But, and also, yeah. like, I don't quite understand, like, what what happened? I mean, like, you know. He came back in one piece, but he's still but like, dead minus the arm. Like, I, the yeah, I don't thing. understand. Well, I was actually like, thinking about that, too. Not that we can keep any of this yeah. in here. Yeah. But, like, well, what did it look like? Because I think the parts looked, like, whole. Like, Yeah. So did it just look like he never had an arm? Like, you know what I mean? Oh, right. Like, it should have oh, been, like, a ragged... Off. Yeah, like, I mean, they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna have to investigate and find out what killed him, and I they're not gonna know. I was and worried. also his like, what was the whole deal with his heart beating? If, it, a, if he wasn't gonna come back to life, I know that was weird. But, and like the whole thing with the heart was weird. Like, I thought why as it, it was beating, like the whole time, I thought, well, that he's gonna hope, come back right? to life, and then even though this is still awful, they'll have like, I, I thought what she went through and what happened to him was sort of like like a metaphor if you will for like what happens when you repress who you are yes repress your feelings like aren't honest with yourself or your friends and um yes you know that that can have explosive dire consequences dire that go out beyond what you expected it to so reading it that whole time thinking well this is sort of a metaphor for that and once she deals with all those yeah. emotions and things that she hasn't had to you know she hasn't faced yet and as you're reading it, every time she's dealing with it a little bit more and talking to this friend a little bit more and revealing more of herself and talking to her parents. The heart gets warmer. Revealing that, like, she's magic and all these things, like, are coming out and the heart's starting to beat and beat. So I'm like, okay, I'm following the metaphor. He's going to come back at the end and, like, she's dealt with it and now he's He won't have any memory fixed. and he'll just be back. And, but like, instead, they will. it's dead. not fixed. I didn't like it. <laughs> I was like, I think that, and like something about the whole premise, uncom I was like, I feel uncomfortable reading this book. It made me uncomfortable. Because I, every time I started to get into it and like these characters, I'm like, I had that, but you killed a guy. <laughs> and like, yeah, you don't seem particularly concerned i mean like they're concerned in the fact that they don't want to go to jail for murder and they don't know how to explain how a dead guy but they don't right. seem particularly concerned that they killed this innocent dude uh, yeah alexis seems sometimes guilty about it but she seems more guilty, more guilty about the fact that she's like now inconvenienced her friends yeah than she is about the fact that she's like taken somebody's life who didn't deserve that and I, yeah i also feel like she's very selfish because she's more concerned with what's happening to her because of it that yeah. too yeah and also her reasons for this whole situation which like is why she was trying yes. to hook up yes. with josh which is why which i kind of felt later but yeah i felt like sarah when she was talking about you know i think i, I felt like i was following like it felt very metaphorical and like okay i i understand what's going on then to have a kind of yeah no wait that's not what we chose that's not what we're doing here oh oh okay 
it was just mm. yeah and then the and then again the author's note at the end is like about friends and how they you know kind of help you through rough times and you know this whole like ride or die thing that they have going on is really sweet I guess however i talking to my own teenage daughter if she said a friend came to her and was like hey I've got these body parts I have to get rid of will you help me my advice to her would not be well a good friend would help her no <laughs> I would be like you need to remove yourself from this now I think that they were doing it partially for selfish reasons because perhaps their magic would get exposed if you know they revealed something. Well, also, it is kind of like, well, I mean, how do you explain what happened? It, it, yeah. But, I, no, do you help go buy, bury the body parts? You do not. If somebody gives you a bag with a leg in it, you're not like, cool, I'll handle this because we're besties. No. That would not be the advice I would give. Life lesson, children. <laughs> Should someone ever hand you a bag with a body part in it, put it down back away yeah and my friends who are listening which like they are they're gonna know if they murder somebody don't call sarah for help <laughs> i will not help you hide a body um that sounds gross uh <laughs> i yeah i mm, it's definitely a weird book it's definitely a sarah book well yeah, it is weird there are things however i did like about it i mean yeah there are definitely things i liked about it so like we talked about i like the characters and how they all kind of act as a different um mirror for alexis and parts of her personality and kind of hold her accountable for different you know things that she's going through i like the description of the magic and how yeah, they the had magic is kind of interesting I, I do feel like i wanted more about like how the magic like how it worked and things why how it like yeah because except for the fact that they have magic this is a completely contemporary novel right i liked that um i felt like the portrayal of her emotions and her um, insecurities and all of that was probably one of the most realistic teenager depictions that i've read yes. for this podcast um, because she doesn't have her stuff all together and she seems to be, she's constantly like, it doesn't take just one conversation for her to realize that her friends value her. It takes like multiple conversations and them telling her constantly, we, we like you, we like you, you need to like stop this, um, which I think is truer to life than some of the other characters we've read over the course of this podcast. I will say, I, I, I think one of the strongest things about this book is the characterizations and the way they're written and their relationships to each other. Yeah. They're very, they read very teenager. And you know, here's the thing we were joking around about, you know, if one, one of my friends came to me with a, a bag of body parts, I, I do feel like even that, like the, Oh God, what do we do? Well, we'll divide it up and we'll just, we'll just deal with it. <laughs> That feels very teenage to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, that whole, I don't quite know what to do and I don't want to get in trouble and I don't trust adults to not get, I don't know how to explain this. So we're just, we'll just do it. We'll just fix it. It does. It rings very true. And also I like how Alexis, unlike so many other protagonists I've read about, has a whole loving, present, 
family with parents mm-hmm. that are both there and that are really good parents. All the parents I thought were in this book were, were pretty good parents. I mean, you know, we don't see a ton of the other characters' parents just because there's six characters and it's Alexa's point of view. But, like, even the glimpses I get of the other families are are pretty good, strong families that yeah. are involved in their kids' lives. And then I did read a review that said that they liked the fact about this book that um, unlike a lot of YA books that focus on romantic relationships, which this does have some romance in it, that there's a lot of focus on friendship and that they said unlike a lot of YA books where the friends are just kind of there as a side character and it's you know sort of taken for granted that we're, we're all friends here, that this like shows that those, those kind of relationships take effort and communication as yeah. well. So, there's the friendship, which is good. I don't really like how they kind of bullied the side character of Gina. I know. And, I, you know, they kind of do a reveal about Gina at the end that I saw yeah. coming, like, from miles yes. away. From, like, the and first I'm not time you're sure introduced to Gina. Why that didn't occur to any of them. I like, know. It was very, yeah, that part was very predictable. Yeah. But, yeah. I, the, whole, the, the whole thing with the side character of Gina felt weird and, like, didn't really need and to really be there. really showed, these girls are mean. That's what I mean. Like, Yeah. Which I don't think that that was the, supposed to be the message of this book because they were really friendly to each other, but that was just downright mean. Yeah. But I, I think that's part of why when you were like joyful, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely an, in, I mean, I can't say I... I enjoyed it. I can't say I I liked it, but I also, it's one I'm going to think about probably like kind of a a lot. So it's complicated feelings about this book. Do we have any read-alikes? There was one I was thinking of pretty much the whole time I was reading this one, but it's called The Witchery, which is the debut novel by S. Isabel. It's not an exact match for When We Were Magic, but it is about a group of teenagers with witchy powers. And I'd say it's a little darker than this one. And they're also attending a boarding school, Mesmort's Coven Academy, to learn and control their powers. So there's a little more about the magic in the witchery. Um, And it also has a little bit of mystery, too, with the haunting season and supernatural wolves. And there's a curse they're fighting to break. But it also has one with, like, strong friendships. They didn't kill anybody, but... <laughs> Too well, bad. Or did they? Does anybody else have a read like? I'm looking at similar books on Goodreads to see if I've read any of these. Yeah, and I just, I'm not I did the thinking. same here. The one that um, I was thinking of was Wilder Girls by Rory Power, which is does not involve magic, but it does have um, supernatural type elements in it. And it is about um, a boarding school for girls on an island. And then something that they refer to as the tox comes over. And uh, it's like a pathogen, I guess. It starts killing the adults. It starts kind of mutating some of the girls, and but all in different ways. Sounds like another book that you've read. It is a book that I've read. Oh, is it the same one? Oh, I don't think so. (laughs) Because you talked about another one where there was like a virus that was attacking the young people and 
Oh no, this okay. is a different book. <laughs> no, she just likes you just Vira's like books. I like okay. books like this. Yeah, <laughs> and they're on an island, and they get cut off from the mainland while they're sitting there waiting for a cure. And so it's uh, they're without adults and trying to solve their own problems. But it's all about um, it's all girls. It's girl friendships. It's girls trying to solve problems that probably are bigger than they are. So those kind of things. And it's definitely dark. It's kind of got a Lord of the Flies vibe. I have not read this one. But Goodreads suggests it as a read-alike. Let me see if we have it. It's called Squad. I'm going to read this book. By Maggie Takota Hall and Lisa Sturl. It's a graphic novel. Pretty Little Liars meets Teen Wolf in this fast-paced, sharply funny, and patriarchy-smashing graphic novel. Um... When new girl, when the new girl is invited to join her high school's most popular clique, she can't believe her luck. Her luck, and she can't believe their secret. They're werewolves. So listen to this description, y'all. When Becca transfers to her high school in the elite San Francisco suburbs, she's worried she's not going to fit in. To her surprise, she's immediately adopted by the most popular girls in school. At first glance, Marley, Ariana, and Mandy are perfect. But at a party under a full moon, Becca learns that they also have a big secret. Becca's new friends are werewolves. Their prey, slimy boys who take advantage of unsuspecting girls. Eager to be accepted, Becca allows her friends to turn her into a werewolf, and finally, for the first time in her life, she feels like she truly belongs. But things get complicated when Ariana's predatory boyfriend is killed and the cops begin searching for a serial killer. As their pack begins to buckle under the pressure and their moral high ground gets muddier and muddier, Becca realizes she might have feelings one for new best friends. That certainly sounds like a... um. Yeah, we do it not have that one in the good. catalog. Okay. Um, that's one that Erin read recently because she talked about it, and I thought, well, that sounds interesting. I wonder when it says, is it funny, is it really funny, or is it Sarah funny where it's not really funny at all? <laughs> <laughs> I am I mean, that sounds like a pretty close match for when we were magic, actually. I know. Maybe I'm we like, should suggest this one for purchase. I might, yeah. I'm curious. I kind of want to read it. I wonder if it's on that new, our new database, the Comics Plus database. It has tons, tons of comics on there. And they're all comics that we don't own in our system. So it's it's stuff that, so we don't own a lot of stuff by image, like The Walking Dead and... Um, monstrous and a couple of others that I'm not going to name on this podcast because there's bad words. Um, but they're all on this database and there's an app and you can just read them the whole things. And, and what's the database called again? It's called comics plus. Oh, I see it. Comics plus one for kids and one for adults. Yes. And it's really cool. And it's got like a lot of indie comics on it and, um, the adult comics are, are really good. And it's just got a really wide selection of stuff. And it's I've been having a lot of fun with it. So maybe it's on there. <laughs> well, guys, I apologize to you for picking a book that was not your favorite. You know what? I, I didn't hate it. Which, I mean, that sounds like damning with faint praise. But I liked it more than I liked some of the other ones you've picked. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, like I said, 
I would apologize more for it just not being funny. I was expecting it to yeah. be funny. <laughs> well, didn't you think from the opening line? I watched you read the opening line and you laughed. I did laugh. I did think like I think the first chapter is funny because like the I if he hadn't ended up dead, it would have been very funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean it said it said dark humor, which I thought it would be. But it said I didn't mean to kill Josh Harper. Really, I didn't. It's just that I was nervous and condoms are more complicated than I was expecting and one thing led to another and, well, now there's blood everywhere and he's dead. I thought that was dark humor. (laughs) (laughs) We've just learned a lot about Sarah. (laughs) Sure did. (laughs) But what are we reading next time? Maybe it'll improve. Well, it's my turn to pick and we're going to read something that's actually more middle grade than YA. And that's The Titan's Curse by Rick Riordan. And it is the third book in the series, in the Percy Jackson series, which makes it an odd choice. But we do have a reason. It's the first book in the Percy Jackson series that introduces the character of Nico. And so on May 4th, Rick Riordan and Mark Ashiro will be joining our library system for an event to promote their new book, The Sun and the Star, which is a Nico D'Angelo adventure. I am super excited about it. I am so excited. But if you're interested in the event, it'll be on May 4th at 7 p.m. at the Gas South Convention Center. Tickets for the event are $25, but do include a signed copy of the book. To purchase tickets and for more details, click on the link in our post description. I hope that I see everybody there. It's going to be super exciting. We'll be there. Yes. Forget meeting the authors. You can meet us. <laughs> I know that's more important to you. Exactly. <laughs> can tell you all the things I don't like about YA. Just kidding. I won't, uh, I won't do that at that event. <laughs> You're not invited. Oh. <laughs> no, she has to be there. She has to work it. Sorry. <laughs> This has been another episode of Spill Lit by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we spill the tea on the Titan's Curse. Oh, remember to like. <laughs> I gotta say that part. Remember, like us, like us, and review us and subscribe. You can like, you can review, you can subscribe, you can do all three, you can just pick your favorite two. You can make sure that your friends all do that. Yeah. And send us an email. Oh, God, yeah, no one ever talks to us. We're very quiet.